welcome to the Undercover Angel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay. So the, the Night in the Woods chapter happened, I believe, as I was dating. I think I was dating Sunshine at the time. Um, not sure um, of the exact chronology. It's not really that important, but I wanted to cover that little situation in the last episode before I moved forward with, it's, it's kind of like the next, it's almost like the next unfolding of the addiction. So this, this situation with Sarah Sunshine, she devastated me. And this was also, you know, there's a chapter, I don't know if you noticed, called Miranda, where I like go pick up this girl at this party, <laughs> take her home and have sex with her for one second. And, um, actually had sex with her twice for like one second. It was brutal. I felt so bad. I felt like such a loser. But that was, I was technically cheating, right? But I could tell that the damage was done. Like sunshine was going to break my heart, like all the rest. And I knew it. I could feel it. I was ready for it. We dated for like six weeks or something. And um, I was in love, but I was so in love. And so anyway, I see this girl at this party at this place called The Swamp. And uh, took her home, and uh, that was my first, pro, like, promiscuous act. So now we've got the heartbreak from Lila. We've got some heartbreak from girls in high school who I didn't really talk to. We've got heartbreak uh, with Elizabeth. Heartbreak from Lila, heartbreak-ish getting there from Sunshine, and now we've got promiscuity. And we've got, oh, I'll just screw whoever I want. That went on quite, for quite some time. So Miranda was the first in, you know, quite the stretch, quite the run. But I'm not aware of it. I'm not aware of what's happening. What the, the promiscuity is essentially protection. It's kind of like procrastination is protection. So when I'm procrastinating on this podcast, I'm protecting myself from potentially uh, potential consequences I don't want to deal with. Um. That's what the, the promiscuity serves a very similar purpose. It's a protection from in, intimacy because, or a protection from love because by this point in my 21, 22, 23 years, um, love hurts. Love is awful. Love is painful. Love has hurt me over and over and over and over again. So I'll just go find some cheap girl who she actually wasn't, you know, she's a perfectly nice girl actually, you know. Kids in high school screw. It wasn't a big deal. They, they, they leave parties together and they screw. So it's not like she was any more of a slut than I was. And who knows what she had going on. So this is the beginning of, um, of a lot of really, really, truly reckless behavior and promiscuous, you know, dirty behavior that, of course, when you live in a town like Fort Collins and you're some sort of like established bar guy, that gets celebrated. You get pats on the back for that. You get accolades for that. If you're taking a new girl home from the bar every night, people are going to high-five you left and right. People are going to tell you you're the shit. It goes right to your head. And and now all of a sudden I'm this arrogant guy. Now what is arrogance? The definition of arrogance, the working definition of arrogance is righteousness plus fear. So I've got this, like, look at me. I'm, like, big man on campus. I'm, like, 23. But underneath that, there's this, this, this sadness, this anger, this unresolved issue. These unresolved issues that go back to 
early childhood. And so then, um, you know, Sarah just breaks up with me. It's awful right after this Miranda thing breaks up with me. It's, it's, it's absolutely devastating. I think I said that my, my veins turned to ice or something in the book. And then I start on pills. Benzodiazepines come along not long there, not, not long after that. And it was like they were warming my blood. It was like putting my childhood blanket into my bloodstream and like warming me from the inside out. And the drinking got worse. And, and, and I started to think about killing myself. And I started to get into Vicodin and Flexerol and whatever I could get my hands on. And by this time, I'm a maybe 21 years old. I'm actually, I believe I'm 20 at this point. But um, you can just see how all of these interrelated parts with this love, heartbreak, abandonment, soul abandonment sort of recurring theme or motif, there's a correlation between all of that and the medicine, the self-medication, the, the self-medication that I'm seeking or the self-medicating that I'm doing. So it's all one big mosaic. And this, this is at age 20, 21, this is, this is the very, very, very beginning. My last rink was when I was 22, uh, 32 years old. So this is like 12 years of hard living. 12 years goes by really fast nowadays. 12 years back then was like an eternity. And I got Jeremiah, and I got Andrew, and cheese is kind of in and out, and you know, Josephine and all of them are around. So it was a wild ride and you could, this could be constituted in a lot of ways as sort of like a dark hero's journey, kind of like the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings is considered a dark fairy tale. It's like a dark hero's journey. That's actually a dark hero's journey too. So um, it's kind of like another brick in the wall. So where do you go with devastation? Oh, here are some pills. There are other people who are devastated. We'll hang out on couches and take pills together. So I'm going to cover another couple sections here in the early Colorado years in the next couple episodes. Thanks for listening.